All right, guys, thanks for turning into this newest uh, episode of the Barbell Jobs Business Podcast. Today, we've got Pat Burke with us, who has MBS CrossFit out in Colorado. Pat also has a giant event that he does that I think a lot of us can learn from the way he does it. And I believe you've been to the games like, what, 32 times or something crazy like that? <laughs> yeah, six times. Not quite 30, but... Yeah. Same same thing, close enough. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Pat, thanks for joining us, man. Um, tell us about this event that you have going on. It seems like it's a really big deal out there. Yeah, so the Turkey Challenge is um, uh, an event we've been doing uh, for nine. This will be the ninth year it's coming up here. It's called the Turkey Challenge because it's the weekend before Thanksgiving. Um, and it's been on the same week. You know, Thanksgiving, I guess, is on the same kind of, uh, was it, third Thursday every year. So it's always the weekend before Thanksgiving. Um, and, yeah, uh, it's a team and individual competition. Um, we've hosted it out of the – so I guess this is going to be the eighth year coming up. So we've had it um, eight years now, and I've hosted it at our gym for seven of the eight years. One year we did it at another place. And this year coming up, we're going to be, it's, it's growing and we're kind of taking a, another step forward, taking it to another place. But yeah, it's your standard CrossFit competition team, individual. Um, we've got pro and open divisions as well as a master's division. And then actually this year, uh, a couple new divisions that we're doing are new things. We got a teens, a couple teens divisions, as well as a kids competition on saturday so yeah uh two two days did i say two days uh well technically actually it starts on friday with the masters um and then it goes saturday and sunday so yeah it's, wow, uh, that's a uh that's a full weekend for you <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh it's grown um you know for, so what if I could tell you the beginnings of it and how it started. Um, and so it started as just a, an idea with me and my buddy were working out. We were about to hit the total, the CrossFit total, um, the, some of your back squat press and deadlift, just a standard day of training. And, um, we decided to go run a 5k before we hit the total, just to kind of balance things out. Um, so we did that, ran our 5k and hit the total and like, man, that would be cool to run a competition. And so this was back in 2010. And, uh, you know, things, <laughs> the CrossFit community was like pretty tight back then. It was just easy to throw something up and, you know, pretty easy to get a bunch of people to throw down with you. And so, yeah, I just threw it out to a, a few people, kind of had expectations of, I don't know, 20 guys showing up or something like that. Just, I don't know, not really thinking about it much, but that first year we had like a hundred people show up. It kind of blew out, you know, way more than I thought. Holy um, cow. And, uh, yeah. And just right away. I mean, that's when we knew we had something. It was like, Oh, people, people like this. Um, there was, there was a few competitions so again, 2010. There's a, a few competitions at that time. Um, and like literally a few, you know, I mean, throughout the year, um, cause there was only, you know, only so many gyms. So, but I, I think it was just timed well, you know, 2010, that's when just CrossFit started picking up real quick. Um, 
and yeah, and we threw that on. People liked the idea, so it was actually that uh, that year. It was uh, it was a five. I announced the workouts, right? I let everybody know it was a 5K run, um, uh, CrossFit total, and then a third called it the Turkey workout, and uh, just a single day, individuals only. Yeah, and like I said, a hundred people showed up, threw down. It was a blast, you know. People taking pictures on their flip phones and <laughs> like, you know, doing the scoring on an Excel spreadsheet and, um, yeah. Uh, so just right from there, you know, it grew. I think I think the next year, no, maybe it was two years later. I threw teams in there, two guy, two girl. I think just because the games did it, and I was like, oh, that'd be cool to do. Um, and then we we tried masters, put them in there, and then and then probably. I'll say maybe a third year or something we did the pro division and open division um and yeah just just every year just kind of growing a few years kind of kept it the same um so this year we have 500 athletes 516 or something right right now so it's kind of a it's not quite you know some of these big competition uh you know waterpalooza 1200 thousand thousands of athletes but it's it's a very big uh, kind of mom and pop, you know. It's me and my wife. We got a small team in our gym that run it, um, and uh, I our, our gym really gets behind it. You know, so we get a ton of help from our gym, like 50, 50 to sixty volunteers from our gym alone um, to put it on, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, yeah. five hundred people is not a small competition by any standard. <laughs> No, no, it's not. <laughs> it's, you know, it probably takes four months of planning, you know, like legitimate. <laughs> it kind of surprised me every, you probably like, yeah, it's been about 400 plus, you know, in that range for the past four, you know, four or five years. And yeah, when you, when you get up there, there's, there's a lot that goes into it, you know, a lot of planning, a lot of planning. <laughs> And testing and, you know, just really thinking through all the details. And, and and that's what makes it successful, you know. Like, that's what keeps it on time. That's what makes it a better experience for the athletes and the judges and um, the sponsors and the spectators, you know, just all the planning, which just, it just takes time, you know, planning and testing and measuring and remeasuring and <laughs> just trying to, always talking about it. It's like literally at turkey challenges talk at every dinner table conversation for like months <laughs> so for the scale of this thing you said you've got about 60 volunteers from your gym yeah T take us through when you decide all right it's time to uh start planning this event oh it just got really loud on your end Yep, sorry here. I'm stepping in and stepping back out. Stepping like that. Don't worry. Surprisingly. Okay. So, yeah. So, take us through, uh, I mean, even thinking about 100 people in 2010, that's back in the days when people were still using uh, CrossFit.com workouts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's crazy to get that many people even back then. So... Why don't you take us through? Uh, there's another plane. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And for the our uh, get our listeners here who don't realize, 
your gym is has absolutely the coolest location I've ever seen, which is why we're here in so many planes, probably. Like, yeah. Yeah, for you guys who don't know, MBS CrossFit literally sits on an airport. It's at an airport in a hangar. The garage bay door opens up to a landing strip. It's really wild. Yeah. Yeah, it's for, it's it definitely unique. <laughs> Comes with yeah, the, for, the planes flying over, though. <laughs> yeah. For anyone who goes out to Colorado, this is a, a really cool place you'll want to drop into. Just the fact that when you open up the doors, you can see planes taking off landing. And it's really awesome until you're trying to coach and now you've got a plane behind you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, our next door neighbor is the Forest Service and they have the uh, the fire jumpers and the, the big planes that drop the you know flurry bombers or whatever they're called. And so they'll, they'll have like three of those pulled in. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you gotta kind of scream over them like I'm doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> so won't you take us through when uh, you first decide, all right, it's time to start planning this to basically the day of, because an event this scale has to have a lot that goes into it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's, it's a fun process. Um, so I'm, I'm, I really like where it's at the competition. So kind of like one of the last things I said there was that it's kind of a, a mom and pop shop or, you know, like me and my wife kind of get to run it. Um, and so there's a lot of a lot that we can do, a lot of creativity. Um, and so it kind of starts there. You know, it starts with just this uh, kind of 5000 foot view of like what's possible. You know what I mean? Like, what could we do? How was last year? Um, how was that? What do we want to do this year? You know, so it just kind of starts with this like general, you know, way up high thinking of <laughs> every year I like try to start fresh. You know, I mean, regardless, you know, like I said, eight, eight of the years or seven of the years we ran in our gym. But I'll tell you, every year I do, you know, I think about it from a new standpoint, you know, like it's a new thing. Um, so it just starts there. Um, and so venues probably number one, like, all right, where's it going to be hosted? um based on right so what do we want it to look like and then where does it need to be hosted so largely because the event it's gone so well like it it sells out within minutes and that tells me you know like literally all the divisions pretty much sell out within minutes and i'm not exaggerating minutes like 10 minutes this year not i mean five minutes we had 56 open team sell out you know and then 24 uh, teams so like 70 74 person teams sold out within like 10 minutes so that wow. largely tells me people like what we got going on and to a degree you know you don't want to mess with it too much you know plus i'll say that you know throughout the year the event again i'm so for it we're so fortunate that it's, you know, people like what we've done. And so people talk about it. Like when I go to a, another event, for instance, I'll have half a dozen people say, you know, what's in store for the Turkey challenge? You know, we're already planning or when's, you know, they're just asking me about it, you know? And so through that, you know, I, I kind of, I get a feeling for what people are looking for and, and largely people kind of like the consistency of the event and the fact that it's team and individual, Oh, it's it's one of the few remaining two-day competitions like 
I don't, I don't know, you know how much you have around your area or whatnot, but you know, two day competitions are kind of <laughs> growing extinct. If you, you know, it seems like there's not very as many of them going anymore. So we're one of the few. And so I, um, stick to that. So basically big picture is, is where you start. Like, what do we want it to look like? What do we want it to feel like, like, is there any like other things that we want to do? Um, and where is it going to be held at? So we just start kind of taking those into account. This year was kind of unique because we had um, last year been talking to these these guys where we're hold we're going to be holding it this year, and they were very interested in us um, hosting it there last year, but it didn't work out because they had some other stuff going on. So I already kind of had that idea, and their facility is huge, so and and it's nice and clean. So before you pick your facility, whether it's going to be in your gym or a different venue, do you plan out what the wads are going to be first so that you can have an idea of how the floor is going to run? Or do you yeah. uh, pick your wads based on the space available? Yeah, you know, yeah. So it kind of starts coming together, you know, that it, it, it all kind of comes together at once. Like you can't like really say, I want to do this without the space. So, yeah, it's, so it, you know, a few things kind of came together that I knew I wanted to do this year. Um, so I'll just use this year as an example. So I knew I wanted to, well, I guess <laughs> because we had potentially this larger space, I knew I wanted to try and do teens and then also individual masters <clears throat> and then also kids. So those were like three things kind of on the table. So I went to the, the space and, you know, you, you start walking around and visualizing like what, where could these things go? Um, and, uh, you know, in just kind of, you know, conceptualizing like how everything could look potentially. And basically it's just kind of a big check in the box at that point. You know, initially it's like, yes, it could be done. Like I'm confident it can be done. Like, so, all right. So they're kind of right there. It's like, all right, I could do the kids and then this venue works and then, and then you kind of, so probably before the venue, I think one thing that we've been doing a little bit better now, and we have to now because it's so big, is doing budget, you know, like the money it has to work money-wise. Right. And I say it has to do now, it has to work now more so than in years past, because in years past, it was very much an investment, you know, I mean, so I, we weren't really concerned with laboring our butts off and kind of making nothing at the end you know there was a lot of investing i'd say like the first three or four years i mean we really didn't make any money you know um and then and then you do and then you start making money and then now we're at a point where it's like okay like we we legitimately work like me and my wife work on this for like four months and then we got other people that are helping us out and work for months so we we can't we cannot not make money you know so you got to work the numbers so it's probably something like that it's like big vision then you go to the venue and then you start working some numbers and they don't have to be perfect you know like there's no way that you can have everything dialed in but you've got to like basically be able to kind of put a check in the box and say yes this is doable and give yourself some big targets you know so it sounds like you're basically envisioning what you want it to be and then working backwards from there to get it to that point yeah 
Yeah, you know, and so the budget kind of, you know, yeah. So you put, so exactly. It, the vision, I'm huge on vision in, in everything that I do, you know, that from an athlete to running a business to like an event is like, <clears throat> so I, I went, I've been to this, so it's called the sports table. I probably went over there, I don't know, five or six times and, and just walked around, you know, like literally just walked around. Like I'm going to go to the sports table and I just walk around and just be in the space. Um, and so you can visualize everything. Yeah. Right. Like, like really. And so, and, and and this is part of my practice and what I do. So I imagine it probably gets better as you do it. And I know kind of what it takes. Like I literally have to like not be holding anything in my hands and I walk around and I like just stare at the walls, (laughs) you know, turn my phone on silent. Cause you know, you kind of got to get into a space. Um, and just take time, you know, and, and visualize. And it, again, it doesn't need to be perfect, but you kind of like, you got to start feeling things, you know? Yeah. I, and, I completely uh, understand people don't, uh, there's not enough people that really, uh, hold value to how important visualization is. You know, if you look at Michael Jordan, um, uh, Connor McGregor, all the top sports stars. One thing they all have in common is visualization, and same for business owners who so have done really well. Yeah, yeah. And that, something kind of cool about uh, an athletic competition um, and an event. So, I feel like I'm better at visualization in uh, like those two settings versus business. So I'm kind of like three things, or at least I've largely over the past decade been three things is an athlete, um, a gym owner, you know, and then, um, I don't know, whatever you call me in this event, I guess I'm a director of the event or, (laughs) um, I like the event because it's like, it's going to be like a weekend, you know what I mean? Right. Um, versus a business, it's like this sustained long thing. For a weekend, I can, I can really, I feel like over the years I've developed the ability to get pretty good at, like when I make a vision, you know, on the weekend of, so like last year was probably one of the best years I've ever done in terms of, I had a vision, you know, and on the weekend of, it was ridiculous how close what happened, um, you know, was to the, the actual vision I had. Um, it was, and it's, it's, it's funny because I, beyond words, I can't really, nobody else gets to experience that. You know what I mean? I mean, kind of the close circle, um, that is around me that helps execute the event, you know, uh, it's almost like the game of telephone, you know, it's like my job is to have the vision and communicate it out to other people. And really, really like literally like 99% of my job is, the vision, just like, like I'm describing the vision, I'm showing people the vision, I'm like taking them to this, to the space and being like, this is what, you know, this is what it's going to look like. Um, yeah, yeah. Vision is big. So you got this big event, we're talking about budget and obviously sponsors have to come into play for this. I mean, Mm -hmm. you've got to get the money to get things going. How do you approach, uh, getting your sponsors for these events? 
Yeah, so it sponsors are in there too. So I would say, <laughs> um, uh, where to start? So kind of, I, I like, I feel like this is what I attempt to do, and it's not always the case, but I I feel like um, I like partners. I like people that are local. You know, I try to work so trick challenge here in Denver. I, I uh, try to know who's around and who's trying, who's doing good in the CrossFit community, you know, um, who wants to do good, um, who is trying to grow and has something to offer and, and what is it? And could I see it being a, a mutually benefiting sort of thing? Um, so I just kind of like look around the landscape, you know, and, and see who's out there. I also kind of, again, go back to, so this kind of where I start tying in events too. You know, I try to get inspired or have some thought process about like what events do I want to do and who should I or will I have to partner with, you know, um, who could I partner with that would make that event well, you know. Unfortunately, there's there's some cool companies in the CrossFit space that are they're ready and willing to do cool things and they're making cool things. And so I get to bring those and incorporate those cool things into um, the trick challenge. Um, yeah, so, and then the money. So I'll be honest, like if there's one thing that I haven't fully f- figured out slash mastered, you know, and it's just a work in progress, um, is, you know, how you make tons of money, really. <laughs> <laughs> if, if there were tons of money to be made, it probably would be in the uh, area of fully maximizing, you know, this win-win situation. You know what I mean? Like figuring out how uh, a sponsor can be successful with your event, you know. And so I think largely like we're a step underneath yeah, or two or three, you know, I'm not saying we're that close, but like Wadapalooza and, you know, and those Granite Games, those large events, I think that they they probably end up making a lot of money for sponsors. It's a very mutually benefit, like sponsors love Wadapalooza and Granite Games and the Granite Games and Wadapalooza love their sponsors, you know what I mean? It's like this, right? because they've grown it in size and then it, and then it just ends up being this, you know, you know, snap it works for everybody sort of thing so we've been growing with but we haven't like gotten any of those big fish yet but at the same time you know uh we've we we were we've you know done fairly you know been fairly successful with uh our local sponsors and you know like we're still a work in progress and, and growing and figuring things out i think uh based on my experience and working with other gyms and from my past life of when I promoted MMA events, a lot of people, when they talk about sponsors and want sponsors, they don't realize that from the sponsor side, it's a business investment. Like they expect their return on investment. Oh yeah. So if they give you $3,000, they're expecting to make $5,000 and you have to present to to get those sponsors you got to present to them in a way where they'll understand what their return on investment should be and if you you know finagle those numbers to them you're never going to get that sponsor again which happens a lot in the mma world they're going to say we're going to get you this 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 business 
and then none of that ever happens, and then they pull out of MMA altogether. At least oh, that yeah. was the experience back then. Yeah. I I mean, I don't even want to mess around with somebody. Exactly. Like, you, if I approach you, it's because I truly do believe that you should be here. You know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> when, I, when I go to sponsors now, it's like, I feel very confident in the situation. And, um, yeah, yeah, you, you don't want to screw anybody. <laughs> um, not that, like, people do, but, yeah, it's, it, that concept is very true. You know, you, you want to – it's always got to be a win-win situation. And, and sometimes, you know, you got to be creative and figure it out and make, uh, you know, change things up, you know, in either direction. And But, uh, yeah – so I'm also now a, I own a product and and stuff and uh, understand that concept, you know, of um, if you spend a hundred dollars, yeah, you gotta you gotta make two hundred or or whatever, or at least make your money back. <laughs> yeah, get back to zero. So you said you're adding uh, kids this year. Is there a market for that, or is that something that you just decide you want to do? It's your event. I'm going to do kids, so let's have kids. Yeah. Um, so I I think there's a market out there. So, yeah, I didn't just, like, entirely whip this out <laughs> um, based on my own self-interest. But um, there's probably a couple parts. One part being with the Turkey Challenge, kind of one, one of the things that I like to do every year is – I like to be challenged. I mean, honestly, like I like to challenge myself in what we're doing. So like new events, um, n- new divisions, you know, I don't know, just changing something up, like trying to bring something unexpected. Um, and, uh, what was that? well, yeah, I mean, that's probably just it. It's like, yeah, just kind of bringing something new to the table. Um, and I don't know. Yeah. I, I have kids now. And, um, and I, I know, I, you know, I, I watched these gyms doing kids programs that we actually have a kids program and, it, and it's off right now. <laughs> um, but I think that there's a market out for it and, uh, yeah, really I'm just trying, I just wanted to do it and, and then I'm trying it out and it, it's actually going really good. We've had spots for 30 kids and I think we're at like uh, 20 of 30 right now and we'll probably get a few more. So. Oh, pretty stoked. I'm like, that's one of going to be one of my highlights, is, you know, when it comes up is um, the kids comp. I'm going to go over there and hang out. So they're over on the side in a, uh, they have their own area. They have a basketball court where they're doing a competition. And I'm really excited about that. So are, are you running the kids portion just like a regular competition? Or is it, you know, a few, an event here, an event there. So mom and dad can finish the walk, come over and watch. Or is it, basically its own entity that's going on in conjunction with yeah it's going to be on its own timeline and then you know over by itself um off to the off to the side so fortunately i have um uh, a few people that are going to be awesome like they're going to knock it out of the park um that run kids programs and are, are in that field more so than i am uh and they're going to do awesome. So fortunately, like I, I knew them <laughs> and I approached them first. I said, Hey, you know, I, I want to do this kids thing. And they were all on board with it. Um, and 
you know, I mean, that's it. Yeah. So it's going to be over on its own, own timeline. And, um, yeah, we'll see. I, I expect to kind of learn some things, but I mean, I feel like you, so it's going to be a single day, you know, um, three workouts. And I feel like in, we kept, it's not, a, we didn't charge a lot, you know, I mean, like 40 bucks to get a shirt and a price pack. We, we found a uh, flapjack, which is, um, they make those like protein muffins and stuff. And so we found a sponsor that would kind of help us out. So, you know, like at the end of the day, like it's, we got the budget figured out. It's like, cool, let's do it. You know, we're going to keep them safe. We're going to do our best, you know? Um, and then we'll see if people like it, if it fits in the timeline. Um, again, we got a ton of space over there. So it was like kind of a no brainer. Like, man, we got to do this. <laughs> what's the, uh, what's the age group of these kids? Um, so it's, uh, six to seven, wait, sorry, seven to eight, seven to eight, nine to 10 and 11 to 12. So three, three age groups. We opened it up to 10, you know, and I actually, we kept it on kind of a down low, you know, um, and kind of sold, sold the seats spots to people that we know knew first and kind of like, you know what I mean? Started that way. And for us, like we, we set our expectations were like, like, all right, we're going to open 10 spots. And if we sell out five, if we have five in, in each age division or, you know, something along the lines, if we can get like 15 kids, call to win. You know, if we can get 15 kids and actually do it, you know, we're going to call to win. And so, shoot, we got like, you know, 20 plus already. And so we're, we're ecstatic, <laughs> you know. Wow. Okay. So you've, you've got your venue, you've, Obviously, by this point, I'm sure you got all your wads planned out. 90%. Not, yeah, close enough. Yeah. And yeah. you've used uh, your members to be the volunteers for this, correct? Yeah, a large, the majority for sure. So what's day of going to be like? How's that going to run for you? And let's, let's uh, explain it in a way that if... Uh, a CrossFit coach is listening and he's wanting to put on his first event and he's sitting at his phone, taking notes, listening to you. Yeah. Well, there's definitely lots of kind of thinking on what event you want to do and why, and, um, you know, just kind of drawing up that vision, but, uh, yeah, geez, so much happens, you know, I mean, yeah, for people who've <laughs> on a never big done event it, like there this, is so much. <laughs> so when on day of, I mean, I will have, I mean, so I'm four weeks out right now. We've already got all our equipment ordered. We've got a truck, a rental truck ordered to get our equipment from here to there. Um, next week on my to-do list is, so this week on my to-do list, this week and next are my two weeks to finish testing and finalizing workouts. Um, next week and the following, I'm going to begin, uh, writing the workout descriptions. So they're kind of, yeah, yeah, so much, you know, um, we got t-shirt orders, you know, so <laughs> there's like so much in between in, in the next four weeks. Um, you know, so by the time day of comes, I have, I have the layout of each competition space. Like literally it could probably be done way better, but like I make it on construction paper, you know, and, 
and with graph paper, you know what I mean? To scale literally with to, like, I'm trying to seriously present like a college level product, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I don't, you know, do it jokingly. Like I literally try and make the best um, to scale representation of what our workout uh, spaces will look like for each and every workout. I mean, I need all the way down to the, every clip and every weight and backup rower, you know what I mean? And the warm up area, you know, just every piece of equipment, microphone, batteries, chalk, chalk bucket, tape, first aid kits, you know what I mean? So I've got all this like mapped out, like on list, you know? Um, and then I got my, you know, heat rosters posted and uh, marking the floor where people are going to walk and where fences are and barriers. I got, you know, our events in the winter. So we've got rock salt and, you know, snow shovels out, you know, just everything has been thought out. So day of, honestly, day of, weekend of, it's just, all right, now set it up, you know. Right. You know, the fencing order comes in, the porta johns come in, you're setting up this the sound, you're setting out the fencing, you're setting up bleachers and seating, you're directing the, the vendors and sponsors, you know, um, you're hanging up banners, you know, you're having your last minute conversations with photographers, um, uh, you got your judges meetings, you know, <laughs> marking equipment, staging equipment, the best possible places. Um, is it <laughs> the list goes on. So, yeah, I mean, um, day of, it really is like, cause you've already rehearsed and you've already drawn up the list and you've already explained the list 99 times. And so you've already found all the errors <laughs> by the time you get there, hopefully, right. That's ideal. You don't want to get to your event. Oh shoot. We need double A batteries, you know? We need right. to order chalk, you know, he's like, you've already went through this list a hundred times. You've already like marked it out and started pulling it off the normal gym floor, you know? So I'll start pulling my best bars. I'm going to start testing my rowers, making sure they all have fresh batteries, um, oil in the chains, you know what I mean? Like, that's why this takes like months to do. And you know, if anybody out there is listening, you know, obviously again, this is like very large scale, um, you know, so for a smaller scale though, you know, it's still this, it's, if you want to run a crisp, well run event that impresses people in which I, I highly encourage you to do, like, don't ever do anything if it's, if it's not going to be your best effort. So, you know, you have to do all these things, you know, you, you have to think ahead, like literally sit down, think, I mean, I, I'll just go, uh, you know, when I get home and I got stuff on my mind, I'll just get a fresh sheet of paper. And even though I have it on another to-do list, I'll redo the to-do list, you know, and I'll look at an old to-do list and I'll just go and I'll like, oh yeah, I forgot this and this. I probably make about a thousand to-do lists over the course of four months, you know, just cross the stuff off, writing new stuff, rewriting it. Yeah. Well, I think that list that you're talking about is a, uh, big key to everything because you know you just mentioned things that people may not think of like the bleachers the fencing the porta potties you know that's all stuff that if you don't know to do it you know day of could come and 
well, shit, you're screwed. Yeah, me and my wife, we have this thing where we say that the event, there's actually like two very key points, right? Check this out. If anybody's running an event. Um, so before registration opens, you need to have a very, very good idea of what, like, of the workouts and the timeline. Basically, you know, it really should be written down. So I do my timeline number. It kind of makes sense, really, because I'm, I know how many um, people I can have per heat based on a pull-up rig and all, all that stuff. So I, I have my timeline. I have roughed in workouts and, you know, with like kind of some of the stuff I want to do, which it might change, but especially like the, if there's ever like, I want to do skiers this year. You know what I mean? Or I want to do whatever. I want to make a wall. I want to do just something special. Like we've done obstacle courses in the past, you know, so like with uh, key equipment, you know, so you have to have that stuff before registration opens. So basically, in essence, what I say is like you need to know what you want to do before registration opens and how many people. And then um, the second kind of key thing is you should be done with everything. You should aim to be done with everything. There should be nothing on your to-do list aside from the, the stuff that kind of like registration, like you can't literally do it beforehand, but everything that could be done beforehand is done a week before. So I, no joke. I have a to-do list right now that has, um, it has my to-do list all the way up until the week before and the week of is completely empty. Like all my stuff that I can actually do before, like anything, like get batteries, get tape. Like there's nothing on that week because <laughs> that is, um, that's for, oh shit items, you know, stuff that you right. didn't think of or, oh shit, like the shirts didn't come in or just whatever, the, the what ifs, the stuff that you can't really plan for. It sounds like it might be a good idea to, uh, for people who are going to events yearly, to keep all these lists off separate that way you can go back through them over the next year. Yeah. You know, I do too. I, I, I have like a, you know, it's, I think it starts at like 10 weeks out, like to do list. Um, and, uh, and I, and I definitely use that, but you know, with each year there's like kind of new sponsors and new, new people and new spaces. And so as, as much as there are a lot of things that you'll do consistently, your to-do list will still have like just you know depending i mean if we're talking about just kind of a i don't know snowball classic three workouts saturday you know nine to one is different than a a giant two-day event so but yeah yeah you, you can and i have a, a google drive that's filled you know with all these folders that that i'm i'm getting pretty organized you know We've gotten pretty organized. Like we have our sponsors folder, and you know all the logos, and we save them and sponsorship agreements and just yada, all that stuff, timelines and floater sign-up sheets, and so that definitely, you know, keeping all your documentation and going back to it and using it definitely helps save some time. So. You've got all these different divisions. I'm seeing a big drop off in uh, individual competitions. 
we uh i've actually considered i was talking to uh, one of your coaches the other day brandon about coming out there so my wife can compete out here in the midwest we're not finding any individual comps is are they still uh doing well out there or are the teams starting to take over huh uh, um i feel like i i mean i see them pretty active around here um they're and it's it's probably done by a, you know you know smaller amount of gyms. Um, no, I, I, it might just be, um, yeah, you know where you're at. I I feel like out here it's pretty active. I feel like there's there's something going on every week. I mean, there's there's something every Saturday all throughout the year. Um, yeah, we're in Denver, you know. I mean, people are pretty fit and active and. I think it's good. I think it's almost like the more you do, the more there is, that the more it can sustain, you know, because if it drops off, it kind of people will slowly start um, dropping, you know, not not training and participating. So it's almost like the more there is, the more that people will kind of stay ready and, and just stay active, engaged in it. That's a, a good way of looking at that. Yeah, out here, the uh, competitions have changed from doing individuals to uh, teams. We haven't been able to find an individual competition for my wife in years. And, you know, my sport of choice for to compete in is powerlifting. So I'll be damned if I'm paying anyone <laughs> any money to go do Fran. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. This seems to be, but I, I would agree with you that teams is uh, definitely gaining popularity in it for sure. Um, yeah, it's probably just, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, like people like hanging out and working out with other people. <laughs> so if you could go back and uh, talk to yourself when you're putting the first event together, what piece of advice do you think would make the biggest difference? from what you know now to what you wish you knew then? Oh, man. Well, so, yeah, I mean, there's, there is a little bit of context, too, in here. Um, uh, and, and it is for a large portion of the years that I've been running the Turkey Challenge, I've also been a, a CrossFit athlete. And a, a competing CrossFit athlete, as yeah. well as a gym owner, um, and so for thirty-two games, thirty-two games events, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. For a while there, so like when I started it, and like I said, it went pretty big right away, you know. And then I kind of, I felt like I could have done done this thing way way bigger, you know. Like it could be much further. I think I just I feel like what I'm saying is is that I didn't put as much effort into it, you know, because I I didn't want to work more because I was training, you know, um, and I don't know if I would change that, though, because I've I really enjoyed my time as an athlete. So I don't know if it would be that I don't know. Here and there, we've, we've had some kind of um, sponsors that didn't really pan out well, like partnerships, you know. But it couldn't have really ever planned for that. Um, I don't know, you know. And then some, even some of the events. And we, one time we took it to another venue, 
I don't know. Call me. I, I'm a very, I always try to find the, the silver lining and, and what I do, you know, so even while things, some things haven't been the best, you know, whatever it may be, I feel like without them, I wouldn't have learned what I've learned. I don't know. We, like I said, we haven't, you know, we, I don't know. I really don't know how to answer that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I don't, or just maybe I don't, I don't think there's anything I, I could tell myself. I, I've always, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it's just, it's been on a steady kind of incline up and I've just been, I don't know, staying with it. It's not, you know, nothing came out of nowhere that surprised me that I can tell, tell myself, um, Hey, do this. This is going to get big, you know, or this. Yeah. Well, it's all been pretty, you know, uh, successful <laughs> knock on wood or whatever. Are you going to, uh, have you put any consideration into getting sanctioned by CrossFit for, since they're doing that now? Yeah. You know, this is all kind of new. Um, and I think that there's going to be so much <laughs> learning, changing, evolving, and who the hell knows what's going to happen. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's almost kind of like as an athlete, you know, you don't worry about your competitors as much as just focus on yourself and what you can change. You know, I, I can't really change what CrossFit's going to do, but I do, it does give me some incentive and some extra motivation, if you will, to um, continue running uh, an event that is clean and it is just well run and um that people enjoy coming to and yeah maybe like kind of growing as to kind of have it show up on the map a little bit more um so that yeah potentially it gets recognized as an event um that crossfit would want to bring to the the greater crossfit community so i mean i don't you know i don't know what's going to happen but um yeah i'm i'm a little I'm motivated to keep on building the Turkey challenge. And, and, uh, if that day comes, I think that that would be pretty sweet. Potentially. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you, but the change CrossFit just made to focusing on more of health and letting other events take care of the qualifying, I think is a great idea for everybody involved in CrossFit. Yeah, I agree. That just seems like I, I a no brainer for me. Yeah, it, it, for sure as a, a gym owner where, you know, ultimately I think at the foundation, that's really why we all opened our doors is because we, that's where we're at is we, we truly do care. And the games has been fun and it, it is a very exciting piece of it. Um, but I think ultimately any gym owner for sure sees this um, as, as good, you know. Um, there, there is opportunity gym. there where there wasn't before may not be huge or, you know, significantly different, but I think this does create new opportunity for a lot of gym owners in terms of how they market and grow their facilities. Yeah. Yeah. That the, the only thing that catches me, you know, but, but I'm not terribly concerned about it because I, I feel very confident, man. <laughs> one, one story that I always tell my athletes, you know, um, it is, in the geez, I've been doing CrossFit really since like 2003, late 2003. So 
15 years now. I have tried many times to prove Greg Glassman wrong. You know what I mean? Like, I really have. I mean, no, I can do more Olympic lifting and less conditioning and, and I can make it to the games or no, uh, eat fruit, vegetable, or not meat, meat, vegetables, not seeds isn't correct. You know, I can just do macro. I've tried so many different ways to prove Greg Glassman wrong, you know, and I, I just can't like the, the stuff that he came up with is it's pretty doggone legit, you know? And, um, I don't know. I just, I feel like he knows what he's doing. He's, he's got a team behind him and like when he, I don't know, that's just me. I feel pretty confident that he knows what he's doing and he's got a really good vision and I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stand by it. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. Um, you have a, uh, Another product, we, you have something else that we were going to talk about. We've already been here about an hour. I would like to uh, save that for another discussion, which I think can be quite intensive and a lot of people could learn from about your product. So if yeah. you don't mind, I'd like to save that for another day when you can give me another hour of your time. Yeah, sure. So you want to, uh, why don't we do a shout out for your sponsors? That way we can help get their word out a little bit more. Heck yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm assuming Turkey Challenge, <laughs> like the sponsors that we're working with for the Turkey Challenge that I'm, I'm stoked to be working with. Um, Pure Spectrum, they were just recently at the games. They're, they're the first CBD company to be involved with CrossFit. Um, and so they're, they're a local company. They're right here in, in Colorado. And uh, they're our title sponsor, uh, presenting sponsor. And so Pure Spectrum, check their stuff out. Uh, I've been using it for basically ever since I knew who they were about four months ago. I used like their tincture and whatnot. So it's a pretty neat product that they have. Um, so Pure Spectrum, we got Ascent Protein, another Colorado-based uh, protein company. Um, they got really good, good tasting and uh, clean protein and who else we got I tried the ascent protein when I, last time I was out there and uh, that stuff was really good heck yeah I mean it, it's the best in my opinion <laughs> like yeah I mean best tasting mixes well super smooth they got a casing they got it and they, I, I love I just <laughs> sometimes it's just like little little things about a company and what they do um, they are just sticking very close to a, a few things and they're doing them really well, you know, so they got a few different flavors of protein and they just knock it out of the park. I think they got a pre-wad too and, and it's freaking delicious. I don't really take pre-wad though. So, but, uh, we also got brute force. They're another local company. They've always been really good to us and helping us out. Brute force, they make sandbags, weight vests, um, and like weighted kettlebells, all sorts of things. Um, we have, uh, Cornerstone Orthopedics. They're, um, kind of some new partners, uh, through the sports table that we met at. Um, who else we got? My brain is, well, Flapjacked already brought them up. They're, they're another local company. They make those awesome little protein muffins, um, and pancakes and all sorts of gluten-free yummy snacks. Um. Killcliff, oh yeah, Killcliff, they're hooking us up, helping us out. They're there every year. Um, geez, who else is our another uh, affiliate guard? Our, our 
guy Vaughn with our uh, our Jim's insurance. He's super awesome. If anybody needs a hookup on insurance, um, Vaughn's the guy. So he is hooking us up, helping us out with the event, insurance, and that might be it. Those, those are our, our big guys and that really help put the well, false grips. Yeah, and false grips. Yeah, false grips are going to be there. They're not like one of the workout sponsors, but we'll have false grips there um, in a vendor booth. We got like uh, 25 vendors, which I'm stoked, you know, uh, just kind of bring to the atmosphere and give people, you know, people get to check out local companies and see all these cool products. And man, I'm excited. That is a ton of vendors for a local competition. It, it is. <laughs> it, it's so awesome. awesome. I mean, Oh, yeah, we got four competition platforms going on simultaneously. <laughs> and we got a vendor village. We got a kids comp. We got a, a food area, food court, if you will, coffee, food, and all that. Athlete warm ups, areas, tent city, freaking all, all the stuff. Man, it's, it's like a festival. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think uh, the, I'm going to bring my family out there to this one. Yeah, you should. I love Colorado and I. You know what you what you're putting on sounds just awesome. It's fun. There's lots to watch. Lots to watch. Hang out. I mean, even yeah, even if you're not competing, just come watch. I mean, the best athletes in the state. You know, we got um, several uh, several that are on teams, and also uh, individuals that have been to the games and stuff. You know, so a lot of the, like top athletes um, from Colorado. And surrounding, we've got athletes from New York, uh, friggin' Texas, all over the place. But you know, most of Colorado still. Yeah, and yeah. for anyone who uh, may take the drive out there that's not from Colorado, a little bit of advice: if you go someplace to buy gummies, remember the whole package is one serving. You eat them all at once. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> No, I'm not going to stand on that. No, don't do that. <laughs> Be quite messed up. <laughs> All right, buddy. But um, I know from Perth, I hear. <laughs> well, that, that's the rumor I heard last time I was walking through downtown Denver. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool, buddy, man. I Thank really you for having your me time, on. man. Uh, yeah, so how can yeah. I guys find you? How can they find the Turkey Challenge? Yeah, so if you just like Facebook, MBS Turkey Challenge, um, we're all up on there. Got um, our coach, Emily, she runs our social media, so she's always putting up cool stuff, and we'll definitely start picking up uh, here in the coming weeks. But MBS Turkey Challenge is where it's at on Facebook and Instagram, and then um, our gym, MBS CrossFit. You know, we just got Facebook and all that stuff as well. So, um, yeah. I'm not a huge uh, social media poster uh, myself, but yeah, PR Burke, that's that's me. If you want to see my total of six posts a year. <laughs> yeah, so if there's any uh, vendors or anyone on the business side of this industry who is looking to get in front of people, we've got at least 500 athletes coming to this event, so it'd be a good one to get up with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Pat, buddy, I appreciate you a lot. This is a good time. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, look forward to talking to you about the false scripts. Yes, sir. <laughs>